Today in the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes. Because if everything is about your job and the stress, it can be very hard. And the solution is going to come from connecting with other people. A social connection are much more or less likely to feel isolated. All right. So this presentation today is not necessarily a fun one, but it's a topic that I think should be discussed and talked about. So I'll be taking questions after the webinar. I do think that a lot of people can certainly read lots of articles about it. Over the 20 plus years I've been a recruiter, I've certainly 20 plus years ago, I represented people. I'm always following up with them and checking up on them because that's my job. I place people and then I want to see how they're doing and follow up. Generally, I try to check in with, even though there's thousands of people that I've placed, I keep the files and I look at people that I've worked with a long time ago and see what's happened to them. There's a couple of interesting points. One of the things that's interesting is just if you've ever used a placement firm, but a lot of the people that I do place end up staying at the same firm for a long period of time compared to other people, but which I think is a good thing. But a lot of them, they're also tend to be in law firms as opposed to going in-house in the government because I place people in law firms. And 20 plus years ago, the only people that were really placeable by recruiters were the people that were the absolute kind of most law firm qualified type attorneys for the biggest firms. And now I place people in not just large law firms, but in small law firms and in pretty much every practice area. It doesn't matter. The markets just change. But back then I was placing people primarily only in large firms from big schools and things. So this is kind of what's framing what I'm going to be talking to you about today is really related to those attorneys. But a lot of these attorneys I placed when they were in their mid to early 20s. And several years on, I started realizing that a lot of the people that I had placed were dying. And it wasn't just that I'd placed them. It was that people that were even in our database signed up that were good candidates and things I noticed were dying and often in their late 30s and early 40s. And I would look them up and a lot of times they died of heart attacks, cancer and, and various things like that. And, and it seemed to me that it was an incident that was much higher than you would see in the general population. I had one time when I was looking up these candidates and reviewing everything one time a year and I search and find obituaries online. And I noticed I had two candidates that died when they were on vacation. One of them was in Skadden, I think, and had a heart attack in an airport and another was at Baker Botts and had gone home. These are partners and to visit his family and had a heart attack. And, and it just, it seemed odd. It's almost as if they, once they got out of this kind of routine of being in the office or whatever, took a vacation, their bodies just broke down and they died. And a lot of these people were in their late 30s, early 40s. And I'd find their information on Google obituaries. And it's not to say that people in other professions, of course, don't have these same issues, but certainly come across and work with people in a lot of different industries, whether it's marketing and accounting and different things. And I do believe that I've seen a lot more of this than normal. A lot of these obituaries would talk about people's personal life, the thing about how they like their children and spending time outdoors and other hobbies. I always found that interesting that these obituaries would talk about this when the people that I knew spend as much time doing that because they were really working very hard all the time. Most of these obituaries were for people that were in large cities, tended to be a lot of New York, Los Angeles, and other kind of big San Francisco and other big markets. Certainly, I had candidates in all sorts of markets, but these were the markets that I noticed most of it with. And so I do think that, and I'll just be completely clear about this, I think that for many people, young attorneys that are getting started inside of the practice of law, I think that working in a law firm, depending on how you 
approach it, meaning it's not going to do this to everyone. It's not to say that law firms are evil. It's just that the role that attorneys play in society and the, the role that a law firm plays for its clients, and just as other professions, things can hurt you. I think that working in a law firm can often age and kill people fairly dramatically, often quite prematurely and often quite drastically. I run into people all the time that I knew several a long time ago when I was practicing law. Many do not look healthy. They often have a lot of stress-related things and they look prematurely aged and not as healthy as they might be. Now, that's not to say that this happens to everyone because it doesn't. And a lot of people thrive in a legal environment. And it probably has the opposite effect, making them more healthy because they get strength from it. But in a fairly consistent manner, a lot of people that I've seen, it does seem to do quite a lot to them. And stress can be very significant for people. And I'm going to talk about that today, what it does. I'm not saying, again, it does it to everyone. And I'm not saying it has to be you. But I would say that it is a general rule. It can be very stressful for people. And regardless of their income and regardless of their status inside of a law firm, I've seen lots of people that I know. No longer recognize when I see them. I may have known them 20 plus years ago. They just change and it's not good. And it's not always the case. But what I'm talking about today is observational in nature. It's not to say that this is going to happen to everyone. It's not to say that practicing law is evil. But it is to say that that it can, depending on you and what the environment does to you, can hurt you. Out of this goes to the fact that attorneys, I think that in the role of an attorney, you're always trying to please your firm. You're always trying to please your clients. And really, you never get there. So you keep working harder and you keep trying different things. And the stress just continually builds up. Attorneys are selected for the profession based on your ability to get good grades and then get into good law firms and then survive there. It's often not that healthy for people to sit in an office or a chair for a few thousand hours a year. It can be bad for you. There's lots of studies about that. And that's when you're billing hours and paid that way. That's what you do. Many attorneys, of course, do not sleep enough. That's also not healthy. Not sleeping can definitely prematurely age you. It can cause psychological problems. Not exercising can often do the same thing. A lot of times, there's very few people in firms that often have the time for that. It's often very healthy in firms. People just are snacking and stuff all the time. And then, and then there's also a psychological component to it that while you're trying to please your firm and doing all these things and abusing your body and not doing good things, your family's often upset with you because you don't see them enough. You're just in a position where you're working and you have to concentrate and you don't want to be interrupted and have deadlines. And then you're also in a position of many times where attorneys are very nervous about sharing any weakness with their peers and even other people, because if they do, people will use them against them and that sort of thing, which is not pleasant as well. And then to cope with this, of course, it's always been the case. It's no different now than it ever was. Attorneys will drink alcohol or use other substances, whether it's cocaine or methamphetamines or uppers or downers or all sorts of things. And that's very common. I've known lots of attorneys in major firms that have had problems with very hard drugs. When I say crystal meth, and which for some reason used to be very common or cocaine and all these sorts of things, and they use that for productivity purposes. But then, of course, that can always goes off the rails. And, and some people can manage substances that they abuse, like alcohol or whatever, or, or pot, or it doesn't matter, but it often is very difficult because it can catch up with you. A lot of times people have a lot of mental 
health problems that are caused by their inability to compartmentalize and, and really make the most of the, what they're doing or to advance or, or feeling like they're not achieving what they want to and all these sorts of things it can be difficult. And I'm not the first to say that I'm very sympathetic to it. One of my driving forces of my career has always been to write articles and talk about these sort of things because there's really not a lot of people that do. Not only that, but as a recruiter, I try to find people, not just large firms, where again, a lot of people are very well suited and thrive, but also smaller firms and smaller markets and things where this isn't emphasized as much. But the winning in the law can often really drive people crazy. So the only way to win for an associate and to be considered a superstar is often to bill more hours. Billing more hours, of course, has a price because the price is your health. It's your relationships outside of work. And then it can often be your sanity. And then if you don't get the bonus you want, that hurts. The price for partners is often the winning is bringing in clients or and clients that other people don't have, getting them to bill hours, billing more than your peers. And but all this stuff, depending on how much you bill, and it can often create problems. It was funny that one of the first firms I was in had maybe 25 or 30 partners at the time. But the crazy thing was, is with the exception of one guy that was from a devout Mormon background, which I don't know that there's a coincidence to that, but everybody had been divorced, all the partners. It's interesting. So that there's a price for this. And it may not be that maybe it's just a coincidence that everyone's divorced, but I thought it was something. Still, people that are going to be dissatisfied with you for not being around or having to work, even though you may be providing very well for them financially. Your family often may not be happy with you. Do you want to take back control of your legal career? We have a solution for you. Harrison Barnes, the number one legal recruiter with over 20 years of experience, hosts weekly webinars followed by live Q&A sessions every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. These webinars are packed with helpful information that you can use to advance your legal career. Best of all, after each webinar, Harrison stays for as long as needed in order to answer every question. There's often not as much winning going on as you'd like. Your life can be filled with exhaustion, dread, criticism, and then and work that often may signify nothing. And so this is just, and again, this is the introduction to this presentation, but this is just a kind of a note that it's important to really keep all this in mind because if everything is about your job and the stress, it can be very hard and people suffer from it. All these things that kill people and hurt them, I believe, are often caused by a desire to achieve and succeed in an environment where it can be very difficult and where the price is very high. You can take stress and you can take punishment from criticism and you can certainly not work as many hours. You can certainly not sleep as much, but that all has a price. It'll have a price on your body and it also have a price in your mind if you're not managing it well or if you're not in the right environment. So that's the problem. It's not to say that doctors don't experience stress and things, but it's often very isolating for attorneys because a lot of this you have to go through alone and you don't have other attorneys aren't supportive of you. They're competitive with you. Your clients aren't supportive with you because they need work. Your family doesn't understand the pressures that you're dealing with. So it can be very difficult. Sometimes it may not make sense for you. What's important, you may find yourself, unfortunately, living a life that has very little meaning that you, and that you don't enjoy. And I bring all this up just because I feel very badly. A lot of the people that I 
admired very much ended up for being superstars in, in law firms, whether they were people that I worked with or candidates because they were successful in terms of um, doing what was expected of them. A lot of them dead 10, 15 years from this. Every day go that you're participating and you're putting yourself in a bad situation that is hurting you is one you can't get back. Now, that doesn't mean you don't have to practice law. That doesn't mean you don't have to practice law in a large law firm. That doesn't mean you can't be in a law firm. It doesn't mean any of those things, but it does mean that you have to understand and get perspective. And there's a lot of things out there in the world that you can do other than practice law if it's not making you happy or working in a certain type of city or firm. It doesn't have to be that way because giving of yourself should have, if you are given to yourself, there's the words that you want should be there. And one of the things is, I think, causes a lot of this is attorneys are selected by the largest law firms based on their ability to play the game. The game means you please people that are giving grades or giving rewards and you want to get ahead, you want to make money and all these things. Is that the best use for that motivation? Would you be better off starting a business or would you be better off in a different type of firm? What happens a lot of times is the people that end up getting in the most trouble from all this are often the most likable people and the people that are most eager to please other people really want to be liked and successful. And that really, I think, what hurts them. This is very serious and very sad, but it's putting yourself in this treadmill can be very dangerous for a lot of people. People do bounce back. You can get into other environments and do other things and end up being very happy. You have to get some perspective. That's my introduction. I'll talk about some of the ways in a little more detail right now. I don't want to be such a bummer with all this, but it's something that I just see and I've seen repeatedly and especially where I said it makes me sad because it's often the people that show the most potential. So here's some of the ways being an attorney can age and hurt you. If you sit long hours, it's not really good for you. Most attorneys do sit a lot. You're often rewarded for how much time you sit at your desk. Most attorneys in the large law firms and law firms in general spend most of their time sitting. You do this when you're very young, and the more you sit, the better. You're often expected to sit all the time. I like the idea of people being able to work at home. You can use stand-up desks and things, which is actually much more preferable, and walking desks, which I think are cool. But there's just a lot of sitting, and that's what it's about. There's lots of studies on this, and I've read them. Really be walking around at least a little bit every couple hours because sitting is not good for you. This is just a thing where I was talking to someone in a 50-person law firm in Orange County, and I was like 7.30 at night. Talking to this person, he was telling me that there are seven days a week, and most of his associates are there on Friday night after nine. They like what they do, and that's good. And there's nothing wrong with liking what you do and being committed. Being there at nine o'clock on a Friday night every night is not necessarily healthy. This is, again, not even a large law firm. This is a smaller law firm. There's just a lot of danger than sitting. There's a lot of health problems that can happen, obesity and all these different kinds of things, blood sugar. And it's not, again, I'm sure you've seen this with a lot of people. It's not healthy and to create a risk of cancer and death and a different cardiovascular disease and so forth. And, and this may explain part of the problem. I don't think the body is made to sit for long periods of time. So it's just something to be careful about. This just says that if you're sitting more than eight hours a day, you're suddenly you're without doing any type of physical activity, your your risk of dying from obesity is similar to the same thing that would happen if you were very overweight or you smoked. So that's not good. And again, sitting behind a desk is a requirement and, and a lot of people don't exercise. So just 
this particular example, if you are sitting eight hours a day and you're not exercising, it's really no different than smoker or having way too much body weight that's hurting your body. And there's all sorts of studies about this and no one seems to really talk about them inside of law firms, of course, but because it's serious and it's something to think about. And so I at work, I try to break up my time by exercising at least once a day. And then also used a stand-up desk, like a walking desk before. I just think it's helpful for people to just, you, you have to, and because uh, you really, your health is important and it's help, important for your family and, and for you in general. And you'll actually be much more effective when you're healthy than not healthy in terms of your mind and how things work. And I don't want to get too much into this, but your brain functions on oxygen and the only way to get oxygen to your brain, a lot of it is to exercise is helpful. There's just a lot of benefits to it. And, and you're, so I, I would recommend that. The other thing is the lack of sleep. A lot of people take trains. I talked to attorneys in New York. Some of them take the bus to a train. So they get on a bus really early and they wait for a bus and then they take a bus to another train or something. And, and, and people a lot of times don't sleep a lot. And, and again, a lot of attorneys in out Los Angeles, for example, I, I know lots of attorneys, including partners and people that own their own firms that for whatever reason travel like an hour and a half each way to, to work. That's a lot of time in a car and, and it makes it difficult to sleep. And then you get to work and there's a lot of fire drills and things and, and you're judged by your hours. And, and a lot of times people don't sleep enough. It's very common inside of law firms, especially deadlines. I have some candidates. It's funny that I talk to sometimes and I'll notice that they just don't sound right when I'm talking to them. And sure enough, like they, they pulled an all-nighter and, and working and that's not good. And I used to have an attorney working for me that he was from, I think he was from Wattel. And he used to say that every time you pull one of those all-nighters, it's like taking a month off your life or something. I know it's probably wrong, but you have to sleep. So there's just a lot of problems. I was, I remember one of my first, it was funny, I was interviewed. One of the first interviews I had was at a, a firm called Reardon and McKenzie in Los Angeles. And it was founded by an old mayor. And it was a kind of a big firm. I, I think it merged into another big firm. It was a big LA firm. And it was, and I was interviewing there and they were trying to talk me out of going to some other big firm that I'd interviewed with. And they, I don't know if it was I don't know what firm it was, but they said the guy was like, that was interviewing was like, my best friend was working there and, and he'd been there for two days and he was going home to take a shower or two days and nights. He was going home to take a shower and flipped his car and broke his legs and was in a wheelchair for two months or so. It was something like that. A broken collarbone, and which I thought was very funny. And then um, I knew other people had issues with sleep and, and it's just not good. It can cause all sorts of problems. There's a lot of issues with the problems that sleep can cause in, in terms of depression, anxiety, other health problems, mental health issues can actually be caused by not getting enough sleep. I once knew a sleep doctor that said that a lot of psychological problems are just caused by a lack of sleep and they don't require medication or any or therapy or anything. It's just the person gets enough sleep, they're okay. And again, I don't care about weight, but it can certainly make you eat more and unhealthy and crave sugars and things. And, and that's something that's not good. It can age your skin. And it, a lot of people, when they don't get enough sleep, a lot of times your skin actually kind of starts looking gray. And so it, it can really mess you up. It's not good and puffy eyes and that sort of thing. And so again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with any of these things, but it also can make you more stressed. Your body's less able to deal with stress. If you don't sleep as much because of cortisol and, and it also 
also can affect what's called human growth hormone, which is something that helps people and it helps your muscle mass and your skin and bones. And so it's important, I guess, for and helping that. So again, these are things, if you don't get enough sleep, it can actually double your risk of death. And that's certainly not a good thing either. And so a lot of attorneys have issues with lack of sleep. And, and I, again, I, the most successful attorneys and tons of them often do not sleep enough. And because there's deadlines and things. And, and when I was practicing law, I remember I once went to work on a Thursday morning and didn't return home until Sunday morning. And I was working the entire time. And, and it was certainly not a pleasant thing for me. And, and so that was just something to keep in mind. And that large law firms, and you can do a bit of that, of course, when you're young and you get away with it. And I'm not saying that it's the most important thing in the world, but you really should monitor your sleep. There's all sorts of things too, by the way, that are I think are very important. There's different fitness things, like there's a Whoop watch, which I actually wear one, which is cool, which monitors my sleep. There's this thing called a Lumo, it's not a watch, a Lumo ring. I think maybe Apple watches do it, but it is important to monitor your sleep because the more sleep you get and the higher quality sleep you get, the better off you are. There's also ways to, to get better sleep. So some people take melatonin. It's not THC, but it's some sort of CBD or it's not CBD. It's some sort of thing that comes out of the cannabis sleep that people use to sleep. It doesn't get you high or anything. And then there's so there's various ways that people are able to increase their sleep with eye mask and, and I hate earbuds and block out sounds and things. But it is very important. And your the quality of your sleep often will affect the quality of your work, your decisions, how effective you are, your depression levels, your energy levels, all that you can do to increase the quality of your sleep as an attorney is really something that I believe personally is extremely important and can prolong your life and make you more effective at work. And so that's something I think that everyone should do. Exercising enough is also very important. A lot of attorneys don't exercise enough because they don't have time. There's kind of two types of exercise. There's cardiovascular exercise, and then there's lifting weights. I once heard, it was, I think Jerry Seinfeld talking about it. He was saying that one of the most important things for him is doing some sort of lifting weights a couple of times, two or three times a week that it helps make it more productive and write better jokes and helps his mood. I've heard other people say that cardiovascular exercise is also very important, but it's it's extremely important. And one of the things that I've noticed is a lot of the most successful attorneys out there, now certainly not all of them, but are very committed to exercise. And they, at least three or four days a week, some of them swim, others run. I've known, again, the most successful attorneys that own their own firms or have big firms and stuff are often very committed to exercise. Now. And so I think that a lot of people miss it, that they, they're exercising, they're not spending time with their family and so forth. But instead of exercising, they may relieve stress by drinking or abusing others. A lot of extremely successful people, not all of them, of course, but I know that, for example, Bob Iger gets up every day at 4.30 in the morning, former then new head of Disney and in lots of very successful attorneys that I've known really make sure that they're exercising every single day. They try to do some sort of whether lifting weights or cardiovascular exercise they just make it a real priority because it's an outlet for further stress, but it's also good for your body. It drives oxygen to your brain and makes you more effective. It helps your skin. And so there's so many benefits to it. And so if you don't exercise, you can gain weight, but it can also cause a heart disease and, and blood, high blood pressure and cholesterol and strokes, which are another thing that I've seen happen to a lot of attorneys. And I don't even know what metabolic syndrome is. wrote it, but I don't know what it is, but I'm assuming that's something to do with slowing down your metabolism. It can cause cancer and things. It can, your bones, it's actually very good for your bones. When you lift weights and things, it helps your bone keep growing. It can also cause 
people tend to feel very good after they exercise. So if you don't exercise enough, you can often a lot of depression and anxiety. And and so that is also uh, something. So I don't, even if you're not like an athlete, there's nothing wrong with even walking an hour a day. There's all sorts of studies about the benefits of how much longer people live that just walk 10,000 steps a day or I don't know the statistics, but there's so many, there's so much out there on this. And and I really will caution you to just make sure that you try to integrate this into your life because it's very important and will make you a better attorney. You will have more energy to to build more hours even to and to be more effective when you work. And it will do all sorts of things for you, more time with your family. It is very important to take care of yourself and, and with that as well. And, and there's other types. I know that other people do other things. There's also meditation, which is very good for you. That that is almost a form of exercise for your mind. Doing all these things is extremely important because it, it will prolong your life and your ability to give more to the profession and it will help you do better. And, and people just this is a general rule, and I, I don't best way to say this, but people want to have people working for them that, that seem like they have a lot of energy and are vibrant and healthy, and you would too. So who would represent you? So just can help all that, and it can be very good for you. So I definitely recommend. Do you know the secrets to getting your dream legal job? We do. And one of the best things you can do is apply to jobs that fly under the radar. Applying to openings with very little competition means you stand a much higher chance of getting hired. But how do you find openings like that? For starters, you're not going to find them on major job boards because these jobs are usually only advertised on companies' websites and in small regional publications. That is why we created Law Crossing, the most comprehensive database of legal jobs in the world. We have a team of people constantly working to find every single legal job out there. Unlike other job boards, which only lists jobs that companies pay to post. We include every legal job we can find in order to maximize your chances of finding a job. So, what are you waiting for? Head over to www.lawcrossing.com to find your dream legal job today. And then this is just some things about diets. There's a lot of studies, of course, about diets. People eat a lot more healthy today than they used to. It's very funny the way people used to eat, but they still do. Diets are often very unhealthy and people are ordering all sorts of deliveries and things. But if you don't eat a healthy diet, meaning something rich in nutrients and so forth, it can cause all sorts of issues, which again, I don't want to talk about tooth decay and high blood pressure and weight and cholesterol, but all these things can happen with a bad diet. People feel a lot better with can cause cancers and depression and all sorts of things. There's, I often tell the story because it's fun. I had this experience where I actually, I exercise every day and, and I never realized how important the diet is to, to exercise. And I'm preaching something, so I'm not saying that I'm perfect with diet and things. I, I remember the first time I in LA, there was this food service that would deliver you these raw meals, which I guess raw is things that are not cooked, but they're all vegetables and vegetarian and things, and they would make different things. And I remember the, the first week I ordered it, after two or three days of eating it, I used to run like five miles a day. And then I was like, all of a sudden, then I'd be tired. And all of a sudden, running eight miles and just limitless energy and stuff. So I think it's your body gets more nutrients depending on how you eat. Now, I don't certainly eat that way all the time, but I do try 
try to avoid things that are bad for you. And I, you know, I'm not here to preach a certain type of diet, but it really does can make a huge difference in, in your moods and your effectiveness and, and then your and a lot of different things. And, and I've seen a lot of people by coming up with new diets and ways of eating and things become much more effective, much more energy. They are look better in terms of their vitality and health. Another hard thing about practicing law is that, and again, this is very common, that people's families are often feel neglected and treated and feel stress and, and attorneys often miss kids' events and they're, they're often not home for dinner. They, they leave early and then they're gone on weekends and they spend a lot of time at the office. And, and because of this, they're often able to form unhealthy ongoing relationships with their families. I saw a story this morning, I don't know, it was about Ted Cruz's daughter trying to commit suicide or something. He's a very successful attorney. He's obviously not practicing law anymore. He's a senator. But the, the point is that when you're not around, and you're not spending time with your kids and your family, then unable to nurture them, that can create problems too. And those problems are often other people's problems. If you're not spending time with your spouse. Um, I used to hear all these stories about attorneys' wives cheating on them. And these are men's wives, I guess, but it's sad because they're never around. Having the ability to maintain relationships with people and be there is important. And a lot of attorneys, I remember growing up in Detroit and some of the kids that whose parents were at the biggest firms were the, were the most troubled. And I'm assuming that was because they, maybe the parents didn't have time to raise them and spend time with them and that sort of thing. And, and so that often because the attorneys do not have good relationships, they will withdraw even more from their families and work even more because that's where they have comfort as opposed to spending time with other people. And so that can create problems as well and to backfire marriages like I said earlier a lot of them fail it's because people bring the stress home you can't necessarily act out your anger when you're at work so you may bring it home and then in addition to that that you're not spending time with your spouse or and they're not feeling loved and cared about and, and so they are think about better way of life where they have a partner that's around constantly so these things can all happen it's sad for children children may not again feel cared about or have people interested in them. And because you're more interested in your clients than them, they get attention by doing things that are improper, which are drugs or forming early relationships with the opposite sex, the same sex that are romantic. It's just all sorts of things can happen that are scary. And so regardless of whether or not you're not home enough, and if you're home, you're sleeping or tired, regardless of the money, your family uh, may not feel supported and happy and cared about and that can create problems and, and then that can lead to divorces and stress and all sorts of other issues that that money doesn't solve. Again, I bring all this up and this is these are very real things and I and it's important to understand them because it's not this is not it happens to an awful lot of people. And, and so it's just things to be aware of. And so I think that a lot of attorneys also that attorneys have other issues. I've just noticed this. I think when you're an attorney, you often can't you can't speak about about your problems because if you do, that's considered a vulnerability and people will use it against you and that's what happens. And this creates kind of a lack of connection with others. Job also can often be very, there are a lot of, of course, outgoing attorneys. So it's not necessarily an introvert type of thing, but the attorneys are often taught it's bad to be vulnerable.
vulnerable. So if you project the weakness at work, it will often be used against you and reviews and all sorts of things. If you make your client, this is just part of a profession because if your client, if you make your client look vulnerable, this can be used against your clients. It's remarkable like how attorneys, when they're defending their clients in a transaction or whatever, they have to a straight face, even if they're asking for something that's ridiculous or trying to do something else. And that's just the way it is. And so attorneys are taught they can't make their clients vulnerable and they often can't look vulnerable. Talking about your personal problems and projecting weaknesses is never is often not seen as a good thing. Now people do it, but then it can work against you. A lot of what you suffer as an attorney is you suffer it alone and without help from others. You'll without being vulnerable, people there, there's a lot of ego involved in being an attorney. There's a lot of people try to look at a certain type of way. And the problem is if you're not vulnerable and you don't talk about it makes you unable to connect with others and that can make you feel isolated. And, and being isolated and not feeling like you're supported by your peers and others can also lead to a lot of depression. There, there's a lot of studies done that this kind of develops for people in law school. When people first get into law school, they are often much happier and then they come out and they have suddenly developed all these issues. And, and a lot of it is because of the, I don't know why it is, but it's, I'm assuming it's because of the competitive nature of law school. And but and maybe because you're taught to not be vulnerable. People definitely feel very lonely and, and it doesn't allow you to have a lot of social connection. So social connection is also a much more difficult, meaning genuine social connection. Going out and drinking with people is, I guess, one form of social connection, but it's certainly a kind of more of a crude form. I'm talking about connecting in a really way. There's a book, Outliers, by Malcolm Gladwell, who he discusses people who live in connected communities and they're far less likely to experience health problems and those who are more isolated. It's interesting, there's all these kind of, there's these things called blue zones where people live the longest. And one of them is an aging age community and somewhere in California. And there's another one, I forget, the city in California where the Seventh-day Adventists live. And But a lot of these people that live the longest and are the happiest and are part of groups that are connected and they, they communicate with each other and the people are it's very interesting. So Sardinia is another one and they always try to come back to the diet, but then they find out that the people are very connected as well. And so people that are in part of groups that are connected and they have a social connection are much more or less likely to feel isolated. And it's often very challenging for people to manage stress when they don't talk to others and, and they don't have people to provide us with support and love and understanding. And, and so you need that and attorneys need that. And what's funny is even I like doing these webinars. And what I'd really like to do would be to do kind of groups where people are able to talk and about the shared issues and stress of being an attorney. And, and but people don't do that. And even in these like if someone uses their name, I always try not to answer using their name. I cut and paste their, their name because attorneys are very nervous about showing any type of vulnerability. And, and it's just part of the profession and, and it's sad and, and it's okay, but it's it's what it is. And other professions, if you're an executive, executives have groups where they go and they talk about how stressful their jobs are. And I'm certainly members of those. And but the attorneys don't have anything like that and because they're just, they're nervous about it. And, and it's for that reason, even when they have psychological problems or substance abuse problems, a lot of them are reluctant to even get help because of the lack of the not wanting to feel vulnerable and have it used against them. And it is very vital to try to have groups. I Religion is one thing. There's certainly sports teams and you can go to different types of retreats and things, but that's where attorneys often really find a lot of happiness is when they start getting involved in other types of groups where they're able to get a connection to other people and out of the perspectives and, and really get outside yourself because it's very difficult when you have all this chatter going on in your mind and, and there's no way to 
no one to talk about, no one to feel. It's not easy. That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you are an attorney looking for a change, head on to bcgsearch.com. 